Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Kanan with Geek Vibes Nation. You can find us located on Twitter at Geek Vibes Nation and also on YouTube at Geek Vibes Nation. Thank you for joining us this week, Kanan. Um, so today on Dawn of Justice Minute 146, it's going to start with uh, Doomsday unleashing this massive amount of energy, which destroys the top of LexCorp. Um, and then the minute's going to end with the President of the United States of America giving the order to launch a nuclear weapon at both Superman and Doomsday, um, which is, I think they did a, an amazing job with captivating how big of a deal that is. Um, but Just from Carol. Yeah, like, just from Carol Ferris, or Carrie Ferris, Carrie, Carrie yeah. Ferris, sorry. Um, but before we get into that, uh, let's talk about this, the way this minute starts, because I've always had a lot of questions about this. Um, so Doomsday obviously has this new superpower, because Doomsday doesn't have this normally in comic books, right? Where he can just... Solar flare. Like yeah. a solar flare kind yeah. of thing. New 52 Superman had it, though. Yeah. So, so still a Kryptonian thing, I guess. But is it um, is it destroying everything in the area or just the skyline of like? Because it's always every time I've watched this, like, does it go to the ground? Is that yeah, what does saying? it does it reach down into the bottom of the city and like? Because I don't. It's like a it's like a heat wave lightning storm, but it seems to just like go outward on the top of the buildings. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's actually destroying everything like in like a spherical pattern and more of just like a flat line. I get what you mean. Flat line, you you know, know, in like Watchmen, um, uh, I don't know if they did it in the movie, but in the book when, um, you know, those bombs that they dropped to blame it on uh, Dr. Manhattan, they made like giant like circular just or dome craters in the ground. And the, I think that's what you're trying to picture, right? Mm-hmm. It might maybe like getting the tops of the buildings um would cause, you know, the rest of the building to fall in itself and, you know, some street debris. I don't know. Yeah, I've always I've always wondered that. Like, what exactly is it doing as far as releasing out energy? Well, no, I mean, it shows him on the top before Superman takes him up into space or whatever. It shows him on the top and um, he's just still on the top of the building and it just looks like the top of the other buildings are just on fire. So, no, it doesn't reach the ground. Hmm. Yeah. And the more I look at it, it seems to not, I've always took it as like a lightning kind of effect, but it has like this very almost organic looking, like, I guess it's like kind of like the heat vision, like you're saying, Nate, like the solar flare, yeah. but the, the strands of light, they seem to waver a bit, not so much like lightning, but more like, um, like waves, like actual heat waves or like. Like you would see like... Kind of looks like neurons firing. Yeah. So it definitely has like more of a, a, a solar vibe to it. Like those uh those solar flares that you actually see on the sun as they like... Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, you know what I'm Spider-Man talking about? Spider-Man 2 style. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. Like Spider-Man 2 with the tritium and it yeah. has like those bands that come out and yeah. they, they kind of waver. Like, Dude, those things are terrifying. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> They just sent people, I don't, why is my phone not working? Yo, it could be a solar flare. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Man. Even, um, um, 
don't want to really skip over Diana's part here where she kind of acknowledges that she has to do what she has to do. But, you know, we skip over to uh, Batman in his Batwing hovering over uh, the harbor between Gotham and Metropolis. And he sees kind of like the aftermath of what Doomsday just did. And it has that bit of um, radiation like, like radiation yeah. cloud. Imagine when it's like next week or later on when he gets, you know, after getting hit with a bomb. There's yeah. got to be some radiation still like absorbed into him that like, and he does do the same kind of flare later on. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Like, that's got to be radiation out the yin-yang. Yeah. It's just, it's incredible. It's like, it's, I, like to be next to that, it would probably just vaporize you just being near it even if it even if it didn't really touch you um you know this this minute right here is pretty much the um well i guess the beginning of this film with the black zero event involving batman but like this movie is introducing the first time that we're seeing batman as a character in live action film dealing with issues that are not all right you gotta go beat up a criminal. Common criminals, the Joker, uh, Penguin. Like you're not fighting regular people with weird backgrounds. You're you're getting into some Justice League type villains. Like this is Batman and Doomsday in one single minute with him referring to Doomsday. Like in this movie, we have a Batman who has to deal with Justice League tier villains. Like, and I think that's one of the most incredible things about. You know, going with this kind of storyline is is bringing this to life for audience people to to see. So we also get one of the one of the cooler lines uh, from Alfred. Every line he says is great, but um, this one is probably one of the most quoted lines. I I, I quote this line almost all the time. Yeah, which is uh, Batman asking Alfred uh, what's happening over there, and Alfred responding with uh, how best to describe it. <laughs> It's one of my favorite lines from Alfred and just there's something about like I do find that there's humor in this movie uh, unlike most people would argue but it, it's just so well done in in uh, subtlety and taste that it's not too in your face about it but it's dry it, humor it's dry humor enough to you know like it's warranted in a moment like this that involves such a creature in mm-hmm. this city it's I mean alfred pennyworth like just the most it's not even like on a level of sarcasm his his humor at some points it is i guess at the party it was kind of sarcastic but it's still just like the driest of man just an old grizzled guy Mm -hmm. that's just you know over it and dealing he's seen weird things the kid he raised dresses up like a bat jumps off rooftops like uh perfect alfred pennyworth i would say you know most of Alfred's lines had some humor to it, and most of Alfred, most of Perry White's lines had humor in it. Um, and then there's, you could also say that there, there's, you know, there's some humor uh, in Lex Luthor. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I there's was some, say there's that. some it's things still that sinister, but it's like that's that's catchy you, you, to you. It was funny, and that's what matters. And that, yeah, to you, yeah. as long as it's funny to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, just a really good Alfred moment. Diana, um, so earlier in this minute, she, she saw what happened with Doomsday in the uh, in Metropolis and uh, makes the decision that now is the time to act. And for me, as a huge fan of Wonder Woman, um, seeing in this theater, like 
This is the moment I've been waiting for. You know, I've been trying to, you know, before this movie came out, I was trying to avoid the trailers and everything, but unfortunately she was in it. Um, but now seeing this, you know, this Diana just like come to terms that she has to fight it. Like I was so ready for it. I was like, I, cause I didn't know exactly how this fight was going to go down, but just the fact that this character is like getting on. Yeah. Like I got to get off this plane. I have to go do something. I'm like about to stand up in my seat when I was in this theater. I was like, I'm so ready for this moment. <laughs> Don't you think they'd be grounding the planes if this was going on? Or is she in Metropolis? And that's happening in Gotham. No, it's in Metropolis. He's yeah. on Lex Tower. But I think they were like, we need to launch the plane now. No, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't do air traffic. <laughs> oh, man. No, they would totally ground the planes. It's kind of silly that there's even, you know, a helicopter. I guess the helicopters need to be there for news coverage or whatever. But they would ground those planes and... It's. I was trying to think about because she walks up and she goes off the, um, the little walkway, whatever that thing is called, and um, they normally like close those doors and it's like, hey, if you're if you get up out of your seat, like, you know, the fire marshal's gonna come and let's strap you down or something like that. Like once that happens, like there is no, there's nothing. I think it's called air marshal. What did I say? Fire marshal. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the guy that uh. That tells you how many people can be in a building. Yeah, that's what a fire marshal does. Uh, only 92. Um, 92? That's tiny. I know. I just made a number up in my head. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you about the, the, the trailers. It, it it did kill some of the, the hype moments. And I think that if they had left those in, a lot more people would have went into this movie. And if they had seen that... Um, you know, at that moment, then I think people would have walked out of that theater and would have been all over social media like, oh my God, this was a cool moment and this happened. I think if they had just marketed this film uh, as just Batman v Superman then and just showed only those scenes, then people would have, that would have been a nice surprise. And, and it, it was great to see because, you know, like you said, we see Wonder Woman in action. We knew that she was going to be in the movie because of the casting, but it's like you already know she's going to show up. So when she's on the plane, you are anticipating it uh, because you know it's going to happen. But let's say you hadn't seen that and you go in there and you see her, you know, getting off the plane. You're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And then, boom, when she drops down, you know, that whole moment. So, I mean, they uh, the marketing, I, I, I think, definitely didn't help um, the film, but... I think WB just went edited as this whole let's let's just throw everything out there, let people know what they're getting because, you know, maybe Warner Brothers just didn't feel that it was um you know, maybe they weren't too happy. I'm not sure, but you know, Marvel does that at their latest stages, but they have, you know, the backing of of the critics and everybody else, so they're kind of like, "Hey, we can show all this and get away with it." Mm-hmm. I'm trying to compare it to other Marvel trailers. So, like, the Ragnarok trailer is really, like, the one that comes to my mind mostly. Was there... Did they give away everything? I haven't seen the movie yet. Did they give away any, everything in that? Like, was there ever... Is there a big Act 3 surprise in that movie? Or is, like, if you watch the trailer, that's it? I think they I think they showed... Uh, I think they showed quite a bit. The only thing they didn't give away was him losing his eye. But they do actually give that away in some TV spots like really close to the film or, or just <clears throat> after um, the film came out. 
but I think that was the only I think that was only the the big tease that they that they uh, didn't give away was the fact that he he loses his eye. I'm trying to think of other other trailers. Uh, I know Wonder Woman gave nothing away of the third oh, yeah. act. Yeah. Like they gave nothing was given away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I feel like DC movies learned their lesson. They don't do it because Justice League didn't do anything regarding Superman until after the film came out. Uh, and then they were like, oh, we need people to see this movie. So let's put Superman in it. Um, and, uh, I'm, what other Marvel movies came out recently? It was just Spider-Man, Thor, I feel like something else, Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah, I don't think, Black Panther showed quite a bit. I don't think it gave away... No. I mean, you didn't know. I mean, the, yeah, there's not, there was nothing in the trailers, though, that really, yo, you didn't no. know the twist. I mean, you knew who Killmonger was, but it didn't give away, you know why he had that you're right about that but i know with like age of ultron they showed a lot like they even had a clip where they showed pretty much the entire hulk versus uh iron man fight yeah which that was a you know that was a big moment because that's the first time we actually see the hulk buster armor um i mean pretty much spider-man there was no real big twist in that film they showed um you know quite a bit in the trailers on that um I think I think Age of Ultron. So I mean, not Age of Ultron, but Infinity War. So far, they haven't really showed anything. And I'm hoping with this next trailer that comes out, they keep it kind of the same way because it'd be cool to go into this movie and and not know the entire details of it. Yeah, a movie that's coming out recently that I do kind of think has given up its its whole premise and beginning beginning middle and end is. Um, the new Jurassic World trailer, oh, the yeah. Fallen Kingdom one. Yeah, I feel like that we saw. I feel like it. that movie should be thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> we went back to the island and realized, hey, this was a bad idea again. Maybe we should leave. <laughs> yeah, um, even the Black Panther trailer, I didn't know that MBJ was like the villain. I mean, I knew from interviews that he was doing, mm-hmm. but from the trailers alone, you just see him. I guess if he looks sinister, but it I mean, I didn't you think in, he was like a villain. It misleads you into thinking Claw's the villain the whole time. And they do a good job of that. Spoiler alert. Let's keep moving on, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. So yeah, we get a name drop too in this. Is As she's uh, Diana's leaving the plane, we get Miss Prince um, as she's walking out. And it took me quite a few times to see this movie to realize that they're actually dropping the Diana Prince name in a bit because... I didn't think, or maybe I haven't seen a theatrical cut in a while, but I don't remember the name being dropped in the first place until, like, maybe the second time I watched this movie, and I was like, oh, she's saying Miss Prince, like, her name. Like, Oh, yeah, what did you think? That was... No, I, I guess, I don't know if... I remember that day one, boy. Oh, I see. I, it totally <laughs> went by me. Because the... they don't say her name at all in this movie. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they never... This is the first time we get, like, any bit of... uh. She's not even called anything in this film besides that. Yeah, no, you don't know. I mean, like, you just know that she's Wonder Woman just yeah. because, you know, fans know who Wonder Woman is. But yeah. you don't know. They don't call her Diana. You don't see, like, the title of her emails. You only see emails from Bruce. You see a W used in, like, some file naming yeah. conventions. But that's it. Oh, no. Hang on. It does say Diana Prince on the um, uh, in the security footage of the, the uh, ATMs and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But I don't know if you saw that like that easy. Um, it's not in, easy in the movie. We saw it yeah. pausing and such. But 
I remember going back and watching it through and like looking for things like that though mm-hmm. um not minute by minute but so yeah it's like the audible one i guess if you didn't catch it mm-hmm. you say oh oh that's her name. so it's like almost like if you saw this film without knowing wonder woman was even going to be in the film like it would just like this would be the only thing miss prince was like it's, you know it's the first time you ever hear it and you're like what who is this kind of thing yeah yeah and the the general audience really isn't I mean, I don't think they're going to go into a movie and really look for the Easter eggs and the hidden stuff like we as comic book fans do. So they probably pay attention more to the person's face than they are reading, you know, what's on the screen. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, you know, as a Zack Snyder fan, uh, you definitely want to pay attention to everything that you can while it's on screen because there's always something on the screen that's either a reference to a comic book or a reference to the character or is going to foreshadow something to come. Uh, but the general audience probably did not, you know, recognize that. And even probably some comic book fans probably didn't even take a look at all the, the stuff on the, the camera to see that. So yeah, that's, that's definitely a good, uh, pick up there. Um, uh, you know, as far as like her name uh, mm-hmm. being dropped. Yeah. It's incredible. There's a lot of almost in this film, almost everything that has a number seems to be related to some, either a comic book or even the minutes themselves sometimes, like what minute that we're talking about usually coincides with like something of importance. Um, like we talked about uh, minute 27 being the first Batman in the Batcave minute. Yeah. And like that would like tie into 1927 or something like that. Yeah. That's what it was. Or something. I don't know. We'll have to go back and rewatch those. But um, twenty four was it? Minute twenty four. Minute twenty seven. I think. Either uh, one. Um, um, one eleven was more recent with mm-hmm. the uh, the metal Batman. Metal Batman. Yeah. Cover. Yeah. Um. So in this minute, uh, we have Doomsday doing a little victory r- roar <laughs> above the destroyed LexCorp tower, and uh, I like this decision to to make Superman show up from the least expected part of this shot um, as he's yelling and Superman comes out from within the LexCorp building, yeah, which is in my opinion, like he just like shot straight through like the elevator shaft. Or yeah. Something. Like <laughs> elevator shaft, just yeah. straight through the building. That's Pic- awesome. Can yeah. I, picture that for a minute. Put this whole doomsday thing on pause. Picture Superman flying into like the main doors of the LexCorp building, going into the elevator shaft and just going like uh, going up. <laughs> That's fantastic. Just straight up, just busting through like everything in that in that building, um, because we haven't seen him since he got thrown into that one building. Um, oh yeah, he got like shockwave build a shock, build, shockwave building. Yeah, that <laughs> and so yeah, he's pissed at this point. But um, something that uh, I guess they're making a point to prove uh, since Man of Steel is Superman trying to eliminate the danger from the actual city. Mm-hmm. And so he picks up Doomsday, just launches him into the sky. You can still see that he has that kind of radiation still in his body, like that energy that he's harnessed. Um, but he's pushing him straight into the sky, straight into outer space, um, which to me makes the most sense. So, you know, when I first saw this film, I thought about the same thing too because they do this... Um, in the new 52 Earth 2 series where they, they launched like Solomon Grundy out into like the moon or something because there was like no way to kill him because he's like in Earth 2, Solomon Grundy is part of the gray. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, he was killing everything. Yeah. So it's like, we can't kill him 
but we can send him into outer space. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that makes the most sense. If I was <laughs> Superman, my my thing wouldn't be like, okay, let's kill Doomsday. My thing would be like, all right, let's just get him out of this planet. Things need to get thrown into the sun more often. Yeah, I feel like that's the that's the greatest <laughs> answer, right? Yeah, he he tried to do that in the original uh, Death of Superman comic as well, but he had, um, I believe, he had Doomsday in a uh, a full Nelson, mm-hmm. uh, and Doomsday was you know stabbing him in the side with the the bone protrusions coming out of his elbows. So I know yeah. that's he definitely tried to take him. Uh, you know, try to fly away with him in the comics. And of course, you know, that didn't work out, but uh, yeah, you're right. I I think that, you know, was probably the only logical um, and uh, way to get rid of Doomsday was to either take him out in space and hope that, um, you know, the lack of gravity would do the rest and he would float out and be gone or throw him into the sun, um, you know, as well. And that would have been, you know, really cool to see. Has anyone been thrown into the sun in general? Yeah. Like in real life? No. <laughs> Parallax yeah, is thrown into the sun in Green Lantern. Um, I don't know if, if Superman's ever thrown anybody into the sun or not. I know he I know he's himself has flown into the sun to regenerate. He did mm-hmm. that in All-Star mm-hmm. Superman, which ended up killing him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if anybody else, if, if in the comics has done that or not. I'm sure it's happened. It had, like, it's coming to, it, it's uh, it's familiar to me. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I know there was a Star Wars villain that was thrown into the sun. Who's that? Um, his name was Dirge. He was in the oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. animated yeah, like the he cartoon like the, Clone Wars, the weird in, Mandalorian armor. Guy. Yeah, he was like this weird Mandalorian bounty hunter who like had this regenerative abilities. Yeah, he had like this Akira type yeah. super abilities, and he would like amalgamate himself, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, Anakin just threw him in his son or something, and uh, that ended that real quick. All right. Um, but yeah, I don't really, I, f- I don't know. I don't know many people. Who, it, it, like, you're right, Nate. People should just end their Even villains. in real life, yo, we should throw all our trash into the sun. That sounds like a terrible idea. You think? It'll just, it won't even hit it. It'll just burn up right there in space before it even gets to anything. Okay, maybe it's not such a bad idea. Right? I mean, what's it going to do? It's just going to cause more space junk? Like, okay, yeah, there's already space junk, but at least it's not going to be metal space junk. It'll just evaporate. Yeah. It's sublimate. Yeah. We need to create ships that go around and collect all the metal space junk and then just put that thing on a trajectory to the sun. That might... Then it might form, like, a metal asteroid or something. That might be a bad idea. Don't... And then it just comes right back to Earth. Don't do that. That might be a bad idea. That might be a bad idea. Uh, if you have better ideas about how to deal with the trash on our planet, let us know on all (laughs) social media. Um, the last thing that happens in this minute, now that they know that Doomsday is out of Metropolis and out of the stratosphere, um, one of the, uh, commanders within the, uh, National Command Center says that we can go straight to Key Red, Mr. President. Do we have a name for that guy? A name for for Mr. Key Red. Key Red. Mm-hmm. His name is Key Red now. Um, well, I want to know what his title is. Like, okay, so like Swanwick's the um, oh geez, what was he? He's a Secretary of Defense. Defense. Yes. So he's opposing the launch, but then this other guy is like, "Hey, Mr. President, we can do this now." Like, who's that guy? And why doesn't Swanwick be like, "You shut the hell up and get out"? Like, yeah. 
I'm the security. Yeah, de- like I'm the why, secretary isn't, of defense. Isn't here. he like the one in charge of everything? I don't know. Is this guy just like you know a, a general of nukes? Who like can make that decision? The of, president. Uh, like you have to request it though. Like officially. What you, was the guy's name in um, Iron Giant? He launched it, but he was given the orders. Oh, I no, but there was a general there that also had the radio, and uh, Mansley, Agent Mansley, I think. Yeah. And uh, he pressed the button, but he there was a general that was supposed to be pressing the button. I don't know, man. Oh, you got me looking through stuff right now. I'm like, I'm like scrolling through like National Command Center, like trying to get a name and stuff right now, and I cannot figure it out. I'm sure it would have to be somebody pretty high up, you know, like a, you know, a high ranking general, um, you know, that would probably have, I mean, I know Swanwick was right up there as well, but it's someone else that's probably just um, below him that has the ability to make those decisions. Someone that the president probably um, refers to on, you know, matters of war. It may have been somebody that was an active general Yeah, that, you know, he was, you know, getting feedback from. I don't know who I don't know who the guy's name in the in the movie was, but I mean I would say he was some, he would be somebody probably you know right underneath Swanwick enough to to have that ability to sway the president to go that way. I guess I'm looking through it right now and I can't find a name for it. It's not even mentioned. Um, <laughs> You're looking for Key Red? No, no. I'm like in the in this scenario right now with General Swanwick. It's like not even listed mm-hmm. that he was here in the command center. It's like. All right, who's who's updating these these things? Because we need we need to know these things. I don't even they don't even have the president's name listed, so I don't know if it's. He's uh, Patrick Wilson. No, it's not. Yes, it wait, is. Wait, Owlman. Oh, oh yeah. The okay. Yeah. Hold on, you confuse me with thinking Slade Wilson because I know sometimes Slade Wilson is president. Oh no, I heard no. President the Wilson, actor. and I was like, wait a minute, that's not true. <laughs> not actor. in this universe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they they um they request to go straight to Key Red, which is um the arming and launching of a nuclear weapon. And you look that up. We, we FBI, they're knocking. <laughs> the FBI is knocking. They didn't hear this. Um, yeah, th- you know it's uh there's something I really like in in the way that this gets approved, in the sense that uh, it's really just Carrie's reaction that I that I love the most. Um, that people are, are really fighting not to do this. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's something I love seeing because it should never be that easy. Um, when you make a film and you're like, yeah, it's it's entertainment and all that. But when you're talking about like the launching of a nuclear weapon, Mm -hmm. if no one in the white house is objecting to it, we have a serious problem. Yeah. Because no one should be okay with that. Yeah. And that's why I like Swanwick saying, are you crazy? Like, you can't do it. Even regardless of it was, you know, Superman was involved. Like regardless of one casualty or millions of casualties, this matter is like there is still going to be a casualty. Yeah, like, like yo, he, hang on. Pump the brakes, pal. Yeah. That's messed up. Like I said, in the Iron Giant, you know, it has to be that dramatic. Launch the missile now and everybody's like, "What? Are you crazy? Do you know what you just did?" Yeah. yeah. Just it's just like you t- I enjoy that this film was like, "Hey, this is a really dumb idea, and we should really think about this right now. But, um, and the president, too, like, the president acknowledges that, like, 
this is a terrible thing that we're doing. Mm-hmm. This is an abomination. And like he is like, you know, he gives the the code phrase that um that confirms the request. Is that what that is? I yeah. thought it was just like how do you take God have mercy on us all as like a yep, do it. No, that is that that's is the, the phrase. That's the phrase? That's the phrase you use. Like to, in real life? Yeah. How do you know that? Because that is that's the that's the code phrase. Do they do it in other movies? Yeah, I believe so. Like what? I just can't remember exactly, but I know that, that they didn't do it in uh, GI Joe Retaliation. Come on, Nate. <laughs> you talking about when uh, Cover Commander dropped the spike on on the that country? No, it, right before that, when he made uh, when the when um, um, Zartan president made everybody all the other countries launch their nukes. Oh well, that's Zartan. He probably doesn't care about <laughs> God. So, but in talking about that that scene, you know, coming off Man of Steel, there was so much uh, judgment from critics on the destruction of Metropolis, and oh, they could have, you know, they should have contained it better. Or so when this scene happened. I, this is the only scene in the entire movie where I actually cringed a little bit because I knew that as a DC fan, I was going to have to defend this. I was like, I know I'm going to have to go on Twitter. I'm going to have to defend this. I'm going to have to go on Facebook and, and defend this. And I'm like, I just, I don't want to have to defend this. And you saw Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers be very reactionary to the criticism because they made it known through the reports on the news and through Batman himself saying the island is abandoned, uh, everybody's left for the night, that that entire area is abandoned. And I'm just like, they shouldn't have had to do this. And then when they're talking about dropping a nuke, I'm like, I'm just sitting in the theater thinking, everybody around me that's not a DC fan or is skeptical because of Man of Steel is probably like, wow, this again, really? Because, you know, Doomsday was this creature that was destruction but like like i pointed out earlier it's not like this had been going on for hours this was a relatively new event with some destruction and they're already wanting to drop a nuke and people are probably just like why is it you're probably just thinking oh there's Zack snyder again wanting to drop a nuke wanting to do something stupid that doesn't even need to be done right now let's let you know superman try to contain the situation at first because i mean go back to the comics yes they brought the military in in the comics but they weren't like necessarily dropping nukes they were letting the heroes do what they could and they let superman do what he could i think the nuclear thing in movies is just like kind of a cool quick reaction but at the same time uh and you know thinking about it they actually, you know, they waited a little bit, but they went with that same scenario in Avengers. They didn't let the heroes do their job. That whole, let's just drop a nuke on the city and be done with the thing, you know. So, it was that was my only cringe moment because they were actually going to that so quickly. Uh, but that was my only, like, true gripe with the film. In Avengers, they was the nuke aimed at the city or was it aimed at the at the wormhole? No, Iron Man was going to take it to the wormhole. They were just going to drop it on the city and destroy the city in hopes that it would destroy the portal, destroy the creatures, and everything. That sounds that sounds like it doesn't that's that doesn't make any sense at all. Like 
Iron Man's whole thing was I'm going to take it up to the warm because that nuke wasn't aimed for that. Iron Man had to actually, you know, change the trajectory, and he's the one that carried it through the wormhole. The, they they didn't care about that. That's why Nick Fury and all them was like, hey, you know, everybody's going to die. Let's let these people, let's let the Avengers handle this. And so, if they do just drop a nuke, maybe it destroys that that portal, but then it kills everybody else. So yeah, you're right. It's it's stupid, but it's the whole <laughs> it's the whole being a director and wanting to go straight to the the nuclear type thing. But straight to key, right? But they straight yeah, to key, right? That's right. But see, Avengers didn't get the same uh, criticism for that. But you know, Zack Snyder films they do the similar things, and people they jump to that. Oh, he's just all about destruction. He's just all about uh, tearing stuff up with no remorse and no regard. So it's. You know, that was that was the only time I was sitting there thinking, ah, I can't believe they're going to do this. It's just going to be more of the same from critics. Oh, there's Zack Snyder wanting to blow everything up. Yeah. In Avengers, were they just trying to drop it on Manhattan? Just the island? Uh, Yeah, they were just going to destroy that the city that they were in, correct. You can't you can't do that in real life, right? No one would just be like, yo, just like take out Manhattan. Like, that's it? And it's like, okay, just, just stop at Manhattan, wait till the shoreline of, of the actual, you know country like hang on just just the island go like you can't just do that right it's just like once you do that there's <laughs> everything in the general facility you know uh, you eastern can't. seaboard is just screwed if that happens all yeah. of it yeah. all of it no one does anybody even say like okay well yeah well, the radiation cloud all right the winds are coming at this speed so it's gonna reach you know nebraska in about four hours so they're all fucked over there too yeah, like, no would, one ever says that. You would think that would bring up like even okay. So take take what happened in Avengers. They did fire a nuke at like New York City, basically, and yeah, it didn't hit New York. But you know, weeks later, someone has to go as a New York citizen. Hey, you remember when the government was okay with shooting a nuclear weapon at yeah. us a couple of days ago? Yeah, like and like no one's talking about it. Yeah, and like there would be newspaper headlines that would say. America, only nation to fire a nuclear weapon at itself. Like, there would just be jokes. Like, America doesn't care about New Yorkers. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, just thinking about it, like, hey, my tax dollars went to pointing a nuclear weapon at my house. Um, yeah, I thought we were trying to fix the highways, guys. Yeah. There's a pothole in front of my house, and you just want to drop a nuke and create a bigger pothole. It's like, that would be a topic of discussion after the fact, but no one seems to be making that. You ever take any like courses on ethics or anything like that? And any of your, did you take any of the psychology classes? Why? Because I want to know if like that's an actual ethics discussion. Do they talk about like the mindset of dropping nuclear bombs on people, especially like your own citizens? Like that's got to be such a. We did it twice. Like, doesn't that like come into question in schools these days? Uh, I think it's a topic of discussion right now in today's politics. <laughs> I don't. I don't see how any active president or anybody. Unless they felt like their entire nation was at risk of being wiped off the map, ever think about using nuclear weapons. Just And you're right. I mean, there are other bombs that you could use that could do, you know, lots of damage. And they could have dropped a different kind of bomb in the middle where all that was happening and obliterated that area. Of course, you know, again, you don't want to drop bombs on your own citizens but it's the whole let's drop a nuclear bomb that not only will obliterate the entire island but have extreme fallout from the radiation afterwards so it not only kills the island but you know the other 
you know, cities that it affects around it and states and stuff like that. So uh, I, I think that's just, you know, comes into question, you know, and like I said, Avengers didn't get that criticism, uh, but other movies, you know, do just because they're just like, why would you even, you know, think about doing something like that? Why is the nuclear uh, bombs the, the first, like, hey, let's just go to the nuclear bomb. It'll, it'll solve all of our problems. It's, it's terrible. terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. humans, man. Yeah. Humans, you you humans, humans are the worst. And that's and why that's I think, why it's, I think so it's so great, great that we get this reaction after, after the president approves of the launch. Carrie Ferris is just her, 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 her exhale. She just, she has, just like has like this shutdown moment of like, you just approved this. That is like the best response someone can have to hearing those words be said. Um, um, because because the, 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 I, I, I don't, don't even want to be in that room. I'd be like, I, I, gotta, I gotta leave. I can't, I can't, I can't be a part, be a part of this. this. I can't approve of this. Um, you want to just like grab someone's hand and be like, you gotta, you gotta take, take 10 more seconds and think about it. Yeah, there should be like a thing with the president where they go, dude, I want you to take 10 full seconds and think about this before you approve it. But yeah, 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 I think, I she, think has she has the best, best response. response, and I'm glad, and I'm glad that, they that they showed that because you need, you need to, show to show some humanity in these people. people. Like this is this not, is not okay. okay. You got one, you got guy, one guy behind her who's just, just like just sitting there. there. He's, he's like, uh, so do I take, I take my lunch break now? Or yeah, we're just gonna reconvene. It's like your lunch. Yeah, it's just it's just that is that is the best reaction to to approving such a such a monstrosity. Um, um, but cool. But cool. Do, you guys Do you guys have anything, have anything else, for else for this minute? minute? No, man. No, man. no I'm, I think we quite a bit. Alrighty, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up, guys. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and to oldmedia.com and the Facebook group to DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society and tell us what you thought about these minutes or any minutes that you're catching up on. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.